celebrate. Or something. We'll do whatever the fuck you would normally do on a Friday. Who the, who the fuck am I to tell you what to do? I don't care. Just have some fucking fun. How's it all going, folks? Hope you've had a fantastic week out there. As always, welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. For all you new listeners, um, welcome. I just said that, but uh, old listeners, welcome back. Um, we're, we're, we're doing it. It's a little bit of a late episode this week, guys. Um, no real reason. It's just a fucking busy week, guys. What do you want from me? You know, it's, it's working. It's just a busy time of life. Fucking my family's all dying. Everything's going to shit. My dad's heart's fucked up. Uh, my cousin has a hole in her fucking leg where they have to cut out her calf muscle to fill it in or some shit like that. So that's going on. My mum's probably in surgery as we speak for a gallbladder issue or some crap like that. But we're moving on. Fuck it, it's just the year of surgery in my family, for fuck's sake. I had surgery on my arm and then all this other bullshit been going on. It just uh, never ends, you know. Don't want to overshadow the big news of the week, though, guys. Um, was there any big news this week? I don't think so. What? What do you mean? Oh, the fucking Queen died. Holy shit. God rest her soul, hey? So the Queen has died um, and, um, you know can't escape this news. It's been running 24-7 on all the news channels here in Australia. Probably different for a non-Commonwealth country, but over here it's just been fucking relentless. And I swear to God, there was just a still photo for 12 hours of the casket on TV the other night. That was it. There's nothing else going on. But it is what it is. The Queen has died after 70 fucking years reigning as the Queen. Can you fucking believe that, guys? 70 years ago. What's that brings it into the 50s, right? Holy shit. The amount of crap that she's seen change in front of her eyes. That's just amazing. It's got to be like the fucking longest running, like, king or queen sort of scenario in the history of mankind, right? I mean, back in the old days, people didn't live that fucking long. You certainly didn't serve as king that long. It was one of those things that, like, towards the end of your life, you finally became strong enough to overthrow the old king. And then you enjoyed a couple of glory years on the throne, and then someone took you out, right? There's no way you're getting 70 years on that fucking throne. Uh, but good for her, you know. Um, 96 years old, the old bitch was when she finally uh, carked it. And uh, trying to find out why. Like, how did she actually die? There's always a fucking cause of death, right? And, you know, you Google how did the queen die. Uh, the answer is peacefully. That's it. That's all they say. I've checked a bunch of websites. They just say peacefully. In quotation marks, by the way. As if they're kind of, like, sarcastic about it. She died, <laughs> you know, peacefully, whatever. I don't know. Peacefully isn't a cause of death, guys. I don't know. I mean, I have peaceful days all the time. I don't think... It's all over. Yeah, but, you know, what are you going to do? You know, she could have died of a broken heart after finally really coming to terms with the fact that one of her sons is a fucking pedophile. That could be a cause of death. You know, my mom would probably be suicidal if she found out that uh, one of us kids was a fucking savage pedophile. I'm talking about uh, Prince Andrew, of course. Um, 
who uh, w- was good friends with Epstein uh, before his untimely death. Um, that's not suspicious at all. Uh, you know, he's been to the island. He's done all that sort of stuff. He's a fucking pedophile. And you know what? I saw um, he was part of some parade over there in the UK. Because there's a lot of lots of parades going on right now for the um, for the death of the old queenie. And uh, some some kid fucking was cussing out Prince Andrew as he walked past or whatever, and he got fucking arrested for breach of the peace and all that sort of bullshit. You know, it's just it, it's it's not the right time to bring up crimes against fucking innocent children, right? The, I mean, this old man, his ninety six year old mother just died, so the trauma that he's going through right now is definitely equivalent um, to the trauma he's fucking dished out to all those poor innocent children or whatever so fuck it we've got to get rid of these pedophiles don't we it's fucking insane i mean imagine if he was next in line to the throne imagine instead of fucking prince charles we had fucking the now king andrew the obvious pedophile creepy piece of shit right there was like a fucking he was like fingering his daughter's own fucking asshole on a clip recently while mourning so i don't know i don't know how um you know fucking actually torn up ears about the fucking death. I don't know. Don't fucking come at me um, trying to prove these sort of things. Look into it yourself. Prince Andrew's a fucking creep. Whatever. So that could be one cause of death. But personally, I blame the vaccine. You know, the Queen's overseen a, a bunch of shit and, you know, conquered a bunch of shit over her lifetime. But, uh, you know, she's fucking nothing against Big Pharma, you know. So she probably got the jab and then, oh, what do you know? She's dead. Whatever. Just is what it is. So fucking God save the queen. I guess not this time. So now we have King Charles. King Charles. You know, fucking my my brother used to do an impression of King Charles when we were kids. And all his impression was, was putting a stupid face on and getting me to like pull his ears out behind him. Because if you didn't know, King Charles is a fucking wing nut. He is the wing king now, right? That's what we've got to refer to him as, guys. It's the wing king. King Charles, the wing king, right? And, you know, whatever you have to say about King Charles, whether or not he um, conspired to have his ex-wife killed or whatever, Princess die, it doesn't matter. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. You know, if you can't get out of a marriage. (laughs) Jesus Christ, this family's fucking dark, isn't it? I was here trying to celebrate the fucking royals and... Holy crap, I don't know. I mean, there's even built-in misogyny with the fucking God save the Queen thing because, you know... When it's a king, you don't say that. You say, long live the king. Long live the king, right? As soon as there's a female in charge, they're like, fucking God save her. Jesus, she's going to need all the luck she can get. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> history's fucking wild, isn't it, folks? It's fucking insane. So that's been going on. The queen's died. Everyone's in mourning or whatever. And our prime minister has um, decided to give us all a fucking public holiday. Two weeks after the fact... Um, for a day of mourning. And um, basically, he said that this was a, a chance for you know all Australians to mourn the death in their own way. Isn't that interesting? To give everybody a public holiday. Uh, but by the way, this public holiday is on a Thursday. So it's not even going to extend a weekend or anything like that. It's on a Thursday. And it happens to be the Thursday right before uh, the school terms finish here in WA. So the schools have to close for Thursday open up on Friday, and then close again for two weeks, right? Um, because every Australian needs to have a chance to mourn in their own way. These are the words of fucking our Prime Minister, old Anthony Anal Beadsy, right? 
old anal bead up to his old tricks. And that's just the fucking cognitive dissonance of these fucking politicians. It's just like, they're being nice. You can do it in your own way, but it has to be on the day that we say. And for these hours, that's it, right? If you happen to want to have a day of mourning on the Wednesday, you're not allowed. You better get a fucking medical certificate for that, right? I don't fucking know. Who the fuck cares about the royal family anyway? I tell you, who really doesn't give a fuck about the royal family is um, the people of the Women's AFL, the Australian Football League for Women. So uh, it happens to be Indigenous Week for their um, schedule or whatever the fuck they do this week. And uh, they decided doing a minute silence at the football game um, was inappropriate. Inappropriate. Uh, because it's Indigenous Week, and so it's culturally insensitive to have a minute silence for the monarch of Britain who, you know, made this country the great place it is right now or something like that. So it's disrespectful because it's not in Aboriginal culture to pay respects or something like that. Or maybe she's a symbol of colonialism or something like that that they hate. I don't really know. I thought it was a pretty good thing. Australia now has electricity and roads and a government and a public health system and stuff like that. But apparently that's evil. It's all a sign of colonialism, of them, you know, getting their mud huts taken away from them or whatever like that. So fucking either way, they decided to forego the minute silence Um uh, because they didn't want to offend anyone. Good news, no one was there to be offended. And uh, here's the ultimate irony of it all, is uh, they didn't take the minute silence, but the rest of the game was pretty much in silence uh, because it's women's AFL, right? And so there was no crowd to be silenced anyway because of their uh, lack of entertainment value when it comes to playing this uh, elite sport of theirs. So good on you, ladies. Hey, you didn't do a minute silence, but you did a whole fucking game of silence and every game from now on is probably going to be in silence because uh, no one wants to see your try-hard bullshit. God, coming out hot today. Sorry about that, guys. It's just fucking what it is. I mean, I, mean, I don't understand the foregoing of the minute silence sort of thing. I thought um, the Aboriginal community would actually, you know, kind of respect the royal family. They have a, a lot in common. Don't they? As far as culture goes, like the, the culture of the royal family and the culture of the indigenous people in Australia kind of sync up every now and then in regards to fucking incest and pedophilia. Oh! Fuck, I said it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, let's face it. Uh, this old bitch ain't the biggest fucking problem facing the Aboriginal community. Just saying, there's more to it than that. All right, whatever, guys. It's a fucking Friday. I'm having a few drinks. Having some fun here. So fucking having fun, guys. I really don't care about any of this sort of stuff. But it's a stupid podcast, and so I'm going to do stupid stuff. And we're going to talk about some music. I tried to keep it heavy this week for you all. Mm. Have a sip of beer before we get into this little part. Uh, so what did I check out? I checked out like four actual albums. No singles or EPs or anything this week, just all full-fledged fucking albums uh, that came in pretty hot, and I enjoyed pretty much every single one of these that I'm going to talk about today, guys. Where should we start? Uh, let's start with probably the heaviest of the lot. Uh, it's a band called Parkway Drive. Have you heard of these guys? 
They're pretty cool. Uh, they got a new album out called Darker Still. And guys, I had so much fucking fun listening to this album. Excuse me. Not a huge Parkway Drive fan. Never really was. Didn't really get it. I thought they were like kind of um, on the edge of that sort of emo screamo-y sort of thing. But this album was not like that at all. This album like uh, reminded me of like a classic rock, like heavy rock metal album from like the 90s or, or, or earlier, right? It has all these elements. Obviously, I'm not saying the production was archaic or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like just the elements within the album itself, right? So it's a heavy fucking album with some big ass bangers in there. It's riffy as fuck. There's big anthemic sort of themes going on every now and then. You hear fucking chants and like cool fucking lyrics and big ass choruses and shit like that. But then you also get those little fucking weird ballady kind of things. Um, there's actually a song in this uh, album that has like a whistling melody into it, like in very bluesy sort of solos and rock vibes to it. So it kind of goes all over the shop. Really impressed by this album. It is not what I expected from Parkway Drive, but it is a fucking banger of an album. It's like got the classic formula of an old metal album. It's got plenty of metal, but then it's got plenty of space in between to cleanse the palate. Let's call those songs palate cleansers, right? Just to sort of reset before you get fucking punched in the face with another cool riff. Something like that. Check it out for yourselves, guys. Parkway Drive Darker Still is the name of the album, and yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. So I went down the heavy sort of, um, I don't want to say rabbit hole because it's not really a rabbit hole. It's kind of what I do anyway. Maybe I live in a rabbit hole. Who the fuck cares? Uh, but I checked out an album from a band that I'd never heard of before. Um, the band is called Ocean 8 Alaska. Eight, as in like eating eight, A-T-E, right? So the Ocean 8 Alaska, somehow. I fucking don't really know what that means. Uh, but they brought out an album called Disparity. And uh, I, I, I giggled at this album. This is like a, one of those classic hardcore sort of borderline proggy, or what I want to say proggy, but it, it's, it's a hardcore album. Massive breakdowns, the dual singing fucking gayness that I don't really like, you know, with that sort of nasally singing and then the screaming. So, uh, so I couldn't care less about the fucking vocals for this. Didn't offend me as much as other bands do, but, you know, it was all right. But it, <laughs> they just have some breakdowns in there that are just, just what I was talking about, like with other hardcore bands. Whenever I talk about hardcore bands, I talk about those spacious breakdowns, right? Where, like, literally you could have a conversation within the riff. You know what I mean? Like, it, it could be, like, some big fucking, like, dude, massive gap. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, what are you up to today? Yeah, what have you been up to? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, You have a full conversation within the fucking breakdown riff, right? Of that space in there. It's fucking hilarious. I like it. Check out this album if that sort of stuff uh, tickles your fancy. It doesn't musically for me, but it's just fucking comical. I like when music's used in that way as well. It's fucking sweet. Uh, so yeah, the album's called Disparity uh, by Ocean 8 Alaska. I don't know. I, en I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was kind of cool. Nothing super musically interesting that was punching me in the face. Uh, but it might punch you in the face. You never fucking know. 
You never know. All right, there's a couple more albums to talk about, so I'm going to try and flash through this. I don't want to do a massive long episode today. I mean, it's a Friday, for Christ's sake, and the sun's out, so uh, I'm going to go out and chill, maybe play some music and, and hang out a little bit myself. Where were we? All right, so this next fucking album that I checked out, uh, there's a bit of a backstory to it because I went in expecting to absolutely hate it. Uh, it's because um, Curtis... Um, told me about this musician. I think it's just one dude. But anyway, it goes under the name Buried Alive. Uh, buried is in like the fruit berry, right? Buried Alive. Um, and so Curtis had showed me a couple of his songs. I thought they were fucking garbage. Like the guy's obviously an extremely good guitar player, right? But his fucking lack of groove um, disturbed me. And, like, the music that Curtis showed me, at least, was fucking just schizophrenic nonsense. I just fucking didn't get it. And I'm not going to say that this album is void of that schizophrenic nonsense, because it is. There's definitely... Well, no, it's not. Whatever. I don't even know what the negatives in that sentence was, because I can't remember what that sentence was. But either way, this album has a little bit of schizophrenic nonsense in it, with, like, unnecessary... Um, massive guitar licks for no reason, you know, or whatever. Just like that, that basic prog shit, right? Um, but it's got a hell of a lot more than that. So Buried Alive, he's got, an, he's got a full album out. It's called um, Our Own Light. And uh, <laughs> I got let me try and pull up this album. Um, because it's, uh, it's got a bunch of fruit and vegetable puns in it. Even though, you know, I told you that the guy's name is Buried Alive. With berries being spelt like a fucking actual berry, right? It doesn't have a U in it. Um, likewise with the song titles. Uh, let me try and fucking find it here. Uh, I should have prepared all this shit earlier, but I didn't. Um, because that, that's one of the things that um, we're lacking from, uh, you know, a lot of song titles these days is fucking fruit and veg based puns, right? So in this album, this album, how many eight songs? It's got 15 songs and comes in at 50 minutes. That's not bad. Not bad. That's a decent album length. Over 50 minutes? Fuck yeah. Good for you, buddy. I enjoyed the shit out of this album. Um, but we have like a song called Paranoid. Not Paranoid. Paranoid. Um, barbarians. Not Barbarians, sorry. Barbarians. Um, Poisonberry. Juicifer. Silence of the Yams. Sit there like a lemon, limelight, melon hyphen collie, right? Gah, wicked punts. The guy's got a sense of humor. I get it. He's even got a song here go, um, called Go Pluck Yourself. But when you listen to it, the chorus is definitely Go Fuck Yourself, right? You could just put it in your title, but whatever. The guy's got a sense of humor. And I enjoyed it. Um, and the album was actually way different to the schizophrenic bullshit techie new age guitar-y nonsense that fucking um curtis showed me um, no offense curtis but those songs that you showed me were garbage this album's actually really really good really good our own light is what it's called um he's singing it's cool he's not obnoxious with his vocals he's not like taking heaps of risks but you know he's sitting in a nice pocket and i appreciate pocket playing you got to play to what the fuck you know don't try and, you know, be a rock star if you're not one. You know what I mean? I mean, in saying that, he kind of is. But he's a rock star because of his fucking guitar work and his riff writing and, and stuff like that. So it's a fucking cool album, guys. Buried Alive. They're out there. It's a fucking cool little project. The guy's an insanely good guitar player, by the way. Insanely good. 
His choices might not always be, you know, up your alley, but who the fuck cares about that, you know? Find a new alley. Um, or, or whatever, or maybe he should. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Check that one out. But the big fucking one, Musical Royalty, bought out an album this week. In fact, they bought it out today. I got to listen to it this morning. I got through it twice so far. Um, and it's an interesting one. I'm talking about, of course, The Mars Volta. Uh, and the album is called The Mars Volta. It's a self-titled album. Finally. They've been around for a very long time, um, these guys. And if you know nothing about The Mars Volta, you know they are fucking... Well, wait. What did I just say? I keep on missing the fucking sentences that I start. If you know nothing about The Mars Volta, please know that they are fucking out there. They are bombastic. They are all over the shop. They kind of created their own genre that is the Mars Volta, and it's just fucking pure chaos, high-energy chaos. And that's where this album is different from all their other ones. Because while all their other albums seem to be high-energy chaos, just fucking throwing heaps of random shit at you, but in like a, a, a beautifully the Mars Volta way, right? This album ain't like that. This album is by far the lowest energy we've got out of the Mars Volta. And they haven't released a proper album for like 10 years now, right? So it's been 10 years. So I guess the fucking, I don't know, the legalization of marijuana or some shit has sort of chilled them out a little bit uh, because this album's kind of light and it's, it's sing-songy. It's not crazy. And... It's a little bit boring because of that, to be honest. I mean, it's fine. It, it's, you know what I mean when I say fine? Like, there's nothing I hate about it. There's nothing obnoxious about it. But there's also nothing that, that made me go, fuck, that was cool. I mean, it kind of didn't, but in like a subtle way. Not in a fucking Mars Volta way. Mars Volta always fucking bought it. Like, if you've ever seen the Mars Volta live, and I've seen them a few times live, it's one of the most energetic shows you'll ever fucking see, Right? There's fucking 40 people on stage playing all different things. Like, um, what's his name? Cedric or Omar? Whoever the fuck the singer is with the big afro. He's fucking throwing the mic in the air, dropping in the splits, catching it, still singing. I think sometimes he needs to go into the splits to hit those high notes, if you know what I mean. Um, this album doesn't look like it would translate to that kind of live energy, I feel. I don't know. But if I was to go see the Mars Volta, like, next week knowing that they're touring this album i might have to pass because if most of their set is made up of this album that's not what i'm fucking in for for the mars volta right i'm in for fucking chaos and energy and just fucking it's schizophrenic in a good way i know i'm using this word again but the mars volta have their fucking style and it's not shredding sort of you know just let me show you how many fucking notes I can fit into a, a single beat. It's not that. It's just chaos and schizophrenic just for its own note choices, which is very different. Very different. Like, there is some, like, Mars Volta guitar solos where, like, I swear to God, he's just purposely trying to hit every wrong note he can. And it works. So, God bless him. And so, uh, let's fucking finish the podcast on some Mars Volta then, hey? Um, for educational purposes, as always, right? So I want you guys to listen to this new album. It's called The Mars Volta by The, the Mars Volta. And uh, compare it to where they came from, where we all fell in love with fucking The Mars Volta from an album like um, Deloused in the Comatorium. Deloused in the Comatorium. I don't even know what the fuck a Comatorium is. 
it sounds like the most boring fucking exhibit at a zoo, the comatorium, where we just go and see all these unconscious animals. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, but yeah, if you don't know the Mars Volta, this is the kind of bombastic bullshit that we're used to as Mars Volta fans. Um, this is a song called uh, Roulette Dares uh, that came out in 2003, and it's got it all. I fucking love it. And, you know, it's one of those songs that you, you, you listen to start to finish and you're like, well, how the fuck do you write that song? How the fuck do you come up with that kind of structure, that kind of intensity, those kind of melodies, those chords? That, I don't know. I don't know where you would start. That's the genius of this fucking band, right? So I'll leave you with that. In the meantime, have a great week, guys, and reach out with all your recommendations and all that bullshit. Um, Ways to contact me are in the show notes of this podcast. Use them if you want to. Uh, but here's some Mars Volta for you guys. In case you didn't know, they were really cool. I say were really cool, but I just hope that this fucking new album's just a little fucking, I don't know, a little thorn in the side and they'll get over it, whatever. Anyway, have a great week, everybody. Take care now. Bye-bye.
Bye.